chapter twenty one of the last three soldiers by william henry shelton this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter twenty one a scrap of paper the long cold winter of eighteen seventy which froze all the fowls except the six sad roosters and followed the failure of the potato and corn crops was also disastrous to the bees the hives had increased to a fine long row in the years that followed the capture of the first swarm discovered by tumbler the bear and the honey had been a welcome addition to the soldiers simple fare but the cold weather had destroyed every swarm leaving only bee bread and some half-consumed old combs from which the dead bees had fallen in a dry mass upon the bench below while coleman and bromley were engaged in planting philip was making an effort to find a new bee-tree he had noticed some bees buzzing about the wild flowers on the ridge by the old flagging station and he determined to line them by a method he had seen his uncle practice when he was a boy in ohio he made a little box with a sliding cover into which he put a small honeycomb and taking the old yellow rooster under one arm for company or perhaps for luck he went over to where the flowers grew near the northern end of the plateau he set down the old rooster on the ground and opened the box on a stone in front of him and waited watching his bait it was something like fishing in the old mill-pond of which he had once been fond and he found a singular fascination about watching the opening in the box as he used to watch his bobber the june weather on the mountain was like may in the ohio valley and the sweet smell of the flowers carried his mind back to his old home he had no longer to wait for the first nibble than he had waited in the old days for the first stir of his cork and the spreading ring on the water a bee alighted on the lid and then made his way down into the box after loading his legs with honey the bee reappeared and rising into the air flew away to the south philip followed the small insect with his eyes and then picking up the old rooster he came on for a hundred yards in the same direction and set his bait as before this time he had two bees in his box and when they had loaded themselves they flew away in the same direction as the first they disappeared so soon above the tree-tops that he thought the swarm was not far away but every time he advanced the loaded bees continued to fly south until he had moved the paralyzed old rooster by easy stages the whole length of the plateau and the bees which came in greater numbers now rose into the air and flew in a bee-line over the top of the southern cliff philip was disgusted at this result of his bee-hunt as any fisherman after wading to his middle in a cold river to humour a fine trout might be to lose his victim at last in the foaming rapids but he knew to a certainty that there was a bee-tree somewhere beyond the thus far unscalable southern cliff for the present the vision of honey was abandoned and the economy of the camp where food was now alarmingly low was cunningly exercised to discover edible things in lieu of the corn which after the planting was all stored in the nine gunny sacks which had fallen from the balloon the sacks were piled one upon another in a small heap behind the hopper in the mill and the six sad roosters had to shift for themselves as best they could except the old fellow who was paralyzed 
and for him they gathered grubs and worms and saved the crumbs that fell from the table it appeared possible to the minds of the soldiers that the liver-coloured slabs of fungus which grew out of the sides of the chestnut trees and the birches might be as palatable and nourishing as mushrooms they broke off one of these pieces one day which was shaped like the half of an inverted saucer and was moist and clammy on the underside they had a superstition that such things were poison they had never heard of any one eating the like and after they had stewed it in their camp kettle inviting as its odor was they sniffed and hesitated and feared to taste it in the end they shook their heads and spilled the contents of the kettle on the ground where as soon as their backs were turned tumbler and the five sad roosters fell to devouring the rejected food when the soldiers discovered what their domestic animals were about the bear was licking his chops and the old roosters were waltzing about in the grass picking up the last morsels of the feast they regretted their carelessness and rather expected that before night the old paralyzed rooster would be their only living companion on the mountain when however the bear and the five sad roosters survived the test and seemed rather to flourish on the new food the soldiers took heart and found the fungus not only good but so much like meat that it was quite startling to their vegetarian palates after eating all of this peculiar food product that grew on the plateau they gleaned the field above the deep gorge and as a last resort they made a hunting expedition to the half acre of rocks and brambles where they had found the mica terrible as the passage through the cavern had at first seemed to the mind of lieutenant coleman the lapse of time and a better acquaintance with the interior of the subterraneous tunnel made it but a commonplace covered way to the field of mica not that the soldiers had any further use for the mineral wealth which was so lavishly strewn among the rocks it was as valueless to them now as the button-hook found in the handbag of alligator skin to go now and then through the underground passage however if only for the purpose of looking at the world outside from the viewpoint of their newest territorial possession was a temptation which no landed proprietors could resist the little shelf afforded them a glimpse to the south of the cove road which on account of certain intervening trees was not to be had from the plateau above several cabins could be seen smoking in the small clearings which surrounded them but since the telescope had gone into the avalanche with philip there was but poor satisfaction in looking at them they found a single piece of the liver-coloured fungus growing on the root of a half-decayed old chestnut and even this they regarded as well worth their journey they spent some time wandering about the mica shelf and when lieutenant coleman and philip were boring their torches into the ground one after the other to rid them of the dead coal and getting ready for the start back bromley who had been poking about among the rocks called to them in a tone of voice that indicated a pretty important discovery in the stone line he was down on his hands and knees on the turf boring his toes into the soil and as his comrades approached him he exclaimed i haven't touched it yet just come and look naturally coleman and philip thought he had found some curious reptile instead however of this being the case bromley was kneeling over a scrap of newspaper which was impaled on a dead twig under the shelter of a rock 
where neither the sun nor the rain could reach it the torn fragment was scarcely larger than the palm of one's hand and snugly as it was now protected from the weather it was yellow from former exposure and the print was much faded so that parts of it were illegible it was possible however to decipher enough of the small advertisements on the exposed side to show that it was a charleston paper and they knew of course that it must have come by the balloon almost a year before undoubtedly it had lain for a long time on the plateau above exposed to the storms before the wind had tossed it over the cliff and landed it in such a wonderful way on the twig under the cover of the rock on the reverse side most of the print was fairly legible the scrap was torn from the top of the paper and had on it a capital g which was the only letter left of the name of the paper the line below read september date of month gone eighteen blank o the centre column was headed foreign world the honourable charles snowden m p goes down with his yacht earthquake in spain four distinct shocks felt no dam blank done movement of specie london september four the steam yacht of the honourable charles snowden m p which was wrecked yesterday off the old head of kinsale on the south coast of ireland was this morning looted by thieves the rear blank plate carpets upholstery fittings as well as quantity of storage sails and stores were taken lights were seen from the mainland at two o'clock this morning when a heavy sea was running later the hon charles snowden and the first officer of the boat lost their lives by the swamping of the raft on which they had embarked madrid september four four distinct shocks of an earthquake this morning were felt in the province of granada in the south of spain coming as t shocks have twenty-four hours later than the answers reported on the coast of italy by was indicate that the disturbance no damage is reported in from the vineyards what remained of the right-hand column bore to the soldiers these surprising words in sentences and parts of sentences local happenings charleston r e lee as a general sherman at the war office the controversy just concluded between the curry mercury on the strategic merits of the two command developed nothing new the sherman camp ending in the city of atlanta ably discussed and with justice to the dead comma the great march to the sea but more brilliant achievement of the war and its in another column south is satisfied happy endin when coleman and philip caught the first glimpse of the scrap of paper tattered and yellow they believed it to be some fragment of the blue book which they themselves had discarded the exposed surface was almost as free of print as if it had been treated with potash and looked as insignificant as a dried leaf or a section of corn husk bromley on the other hand had examined it more closely and just as coleman began to laugh at him he put out his hand and removed the scrap of paper from the twig which held it fast and as he turned it over to the light he was nearly as much surprised as his companions the three were down on their knees in an instant eagerly devouring the words of the headlines and philip being on the right 
it happened that his eyes were the first to fall on the name of general sherman sherman at the war office he cried what does that mean it means we have been deceived said coleman i hurrah cried philip leaping up and dancing about until the rags of his tattered clothing fluttered in the sunlight hurrah uncle billy is alive he never was killed at all if that message was false they were all false all lies lies what fools we have been we must leave the mountain to-morrow to-night we have been the victims of an infamous deception exclaimed lieutenant coleman let us go back to the house at once and determine what is to be done against this undue haste bromley remonstrated feebly for he himself was laboring under unusual excitement his eyes were so dimmed by a suffusion of something very like tears tears of anger that he could read no further for the moment and he put the paper carefully into his pocket and picked up his torch and followed his comrades sulkily into the cavern upon bromley's peculiar character this new revelation had a depressing effect he still entertained doubts if the new hope was finally realized his joy would be as deep and sincere as that of the others for the present the thought that they might have been deceived all along angered him he had an inclination to stop even then and examine the paper more fully by torchlight but the underground passage was long and the pine knot he carried was burning low he felt obliged to hasten on after coleman and philip who were now considerably in advance they were still in view however and as he held the torch to one side that which he saw far up the narrowing cavern had a softening effect on his conflicting emotions he even laughed at the grotesque exhibition for the small figures of coleman and philip were dancing and hugging each other and dashing their torches against the rocks in a way that made them look like mad salamanders in the circling flames and sparks such reckless enthusiasm was a condition of mind which george could not understand but the possibility occurred to him that in their wild excitement they might set fire to the house as a beacon light to the people in the valley for they could never get away from the plateau without help from beyond the deep gorge to prevent if possible any rash action on the part of his more excited comrades bromley hurried his pace and in the effort to overtake them soon found himself leaping over obstacles and dodging corners of the rocky wall in a wild race which tended to excite even his phlegmatic nature as he ran on that magical sentence sherman at the war office stood out in black letters before his eyes what war office if the paper referred to the war office of the united states it certainly would have so designated a department of a foreign government if there were two governments it would be necessary to say which war office was meant if the old government in whose military service he had enlisted as a boy had regained its own the phrase sherman at the war office would be natural and correct and with this triumphant conviction he ran on the faster on the other hand if the confederacy had gained everything at the sickening thought his feet became so heavy that his speed relapsed into a labored walk and the oppressive air of the cavern seemed to stifle him 
he would reach his companions as soon as possible and compel them to examine the scrap of paper and weigh its every word it was beginning to dawn upon bromley that they had acted like children and when he finally came out at the entrance to the cave of the bats into the subdued light under the dark pines he found philip and coleman waiting for him and clamouring for another look at the scrap of paper there was not much to read in the fraction of a column that interested them most but philip and coleman were determined to twist the reading to the support of their new hopes and bromley naturally took the opposite view heartily wishing however that the others might prove him mistaken there was something in the reading of the broken sentences that tended to quiet the enthusiasm of lieutenant coleman and when bromley could make himself heard he called attention to the second sentence the sherman campaign ending at the blank atlanta ably discussed and justice to the dead commander what dead commander if not general sherman if he had lived his campaign would not have ended in atlanta it was evident that there had been a newspaper controversy in charleston on the merits of two campaigns by sherman and lee the atlanta campaign and the march to the sea whatever that might be the latter bromley thought was clearly some achievement of lee's and then he remembered his prophecy on the night when they had changed the name of the plateau from lincoln to sherman territory it proves cried bromley just what i foresaw that after the capture of washington lee led his army across maryland pennsylvania and new jersey living on the country to meet the foreign allies of the confederacy in the harbor of new york it was certainly a brilliant military movement look he cried when the others were silent south is satisfied happy ending but said philip still obstinate what do you make of those five words sherman at the war office how do you get around that why my dear boy said bromley this is only the heading of a newspaper article it does not mean that general sherman was at the war office in person it simply refers to general sherman's record in the war office after all their excitement coleman and philip were obliged to give way to the convincing evidence revealed in the broken sentences they were too tired by this time to consider the bits of foreign news or notice the dates and it was quite dark when they reached the house and went dejected and supperless to bed the next morning they got down the map and looked ruefully at the states which lee must have devastated in his triumphant march with the consent of the others bromley took a pen and traced the probable route by baltimore philadelphia and trenton to the jersey coast of new york harbor bromley was determined to lay out the line of march by harrisburg and was restrained only by physical force which resulted in blotting the map at the point where his clumsy line was arrested they agreed however that lee's victorious army had undoubtedly camped on the lower bay and along the raritan river in the country between perth amboy and the old battlefield of monmouth they were convinced that the map was utterly wrong for after such a march it was doubtful if there were any united states at all the disaster appeared more overwhelming than ever and they hung the map back on the wall in another place however for it was discovered that the rain had beaten through the logs and run down across the pacific side poor as it was they were determined to preserve it 
it was not until late in the afternoon of the day on which they had altered the map that the three soldiers returned to the examination of the scrap of paper which they had agreed from the first could have reached the mountain top only by falling from the balloon the year before how is this cried coleman pointing excitedly to the dates of the foreign telegrams this piece of newspaper could not have come by the balloon the balloon passed over the mountain on september five having left the city of charleston as declared by the tall aeronaut at three thirty o'clock of the afternoon before which was the fourth of september look at the dates for yourself he continued handing the paper to bromley wasn't the honourable m p drowned on the morning of september four can't you read there that the earthquake in spain was on the fourth what of that said bromley you can't make out the date of the paper i don't care what the date of publication was replied coleman if it came by the balloon it was published before september five now please tell me how it could bring european news of the fourth hm said bromley somewhat puzzled if it had been published on the third it couldn't bring news of the fourth that's certain i have it cried philip fred has got the dates of the diary more than a week out of the way we thought the balloon passed on september five it was nearer the fifteenth no exclaimed coleman glaring at philip there is no mistake in the record not a date is omitted leap year was added to the days in february when it came around i make a mistake in the date no sir there is no mistake whatever happens i will stand on the wreck you are right old man cried bromley interrupting him and the paper proves it don't you see the point they have got the atlantic cable down at last and working like a charm the paper was published on the fourth of september it was an afternoon paper and this piece fell from the balloon on the fifth of september they agreed that this was wonderful as explaining without doubt what at first seemed impossible and at the same time verifying the accuracy of the dates in the diary which lieutenant coleman had conducted for more than six years at the time the balloon passed coleman and bromley remembered distinctly the unsuccessful attempts at laying the atlantic cable in the summer of eighteen fifty eight and the fame of cyrus field as its projector and now by the discovery of this scrap of yellow and tattered paper they were made aware that the great project had been continued to a successful issue possibly they were the more keenly interested in this evidence of progress in the world below from having been themselves connected with telegraphing in a modest way at all events they regarded the yellow messenger as one of their most significant possessions and skewered it against the chimney through the very hole made by the dry twig which had held it so long under the cover of the rock awaiting their inspection it was near the end of july now and the spears of corn which had thrust their tiny dark leaf lances out of the mellow earth had first turned yellow and then withered and died a few plants here and there had escaped the ravages of the grubs but the yield would be insignificant and they were good enough farmers by this time to know that to plant more would be only a waste of the small store of food they had left if the lives of the fowls had been spared it might have been different 
at the time the ground had been spaded the five sad roosters had done all that lay in their power to exterminate the grubs but their capacity was not the capacity of the four hundred fowls of the season before the potatoes had suffered though in less degree from the same hidden enemy and unless something could be done to increase their food supply the three soldiers would be reduced to the verge of starvation before another winter came around they might yet be forced to abandon their vegetarian principles and to eat the bear and the six old roosters rather than do anything so inhuman they declared they would find some way to open communication with the people in the valley they might easily have planted a larger area in former years and stored up corn against a failure in the crop but of this they had never thought the morning after they had discovered the scrap of paper on the mica shelf they all went solemnly to the mill and watched philip set the machinery in motion and grind the first of the nine small sacks of corn the whir of the wheels and the hum of the stones in the midst of the splashing of the water outside made the sweetest of music in their ears but the song of the mill was of brief duration when the last colonels began to dance on the old cavalry bootleg in the bottom of the hopper the miller shut off the water and in the silence that followed the three soldiers looked ruefully at the small heap of yellow meal on the floor of the dusty bin it was not more than enough to keep themselves and the paralyzed old rooster alive for a week if they relied upon the meal alone in nine weeks they would be out of bread and the golden mill would be a useless possession discovery was their only hope of further subsistence they had made some remarkable finds in the past but at the beginning of their eighth year on the mountain it would seem that no secrets of the plateau had escaped the prying eyes of these enterprising young men philip reminded his comrades of the bee-tree which was undoubtedly stored with honey beyond the southern cliff but this they had always regarded as impassable from the mica shelf they could see that it was a narrow ledge and not a higher level and although the small shelf extended a trifle beyond it the soldiers had seen no way of scaling the rocks which rose from the brambles and mica so as to reach the territory beyond the southern ledge they had never seen these rocks from above nor any part of the brambly half-acre for the reason that the edge of the plateau shelved off at a dangerous incline of smooth granite which it was not possible to look over otherwise they might have discovered the outside half-acre long before they found the cavernous path which led to it bromley now proposed to be lowered to the outer edge of the shelving rock by means of the breeches buoy which had lifted philip from his perilous seat on the avalanche it was not at all a dangerous experiment and as soon as he was in a position to examine the rocks below the base of the southern cliff he saw a narrow ledge which would afford a sure foothold and which led away upward until it was lost behind the rocks although invisible from below it could be reached by their longest ladder whether the path along the ledge would enable them to reach the top of the mountain to the south remained to be determined they were all on fire with the fever of exploration and they had no doubt that the rich bee-tree would reward their efforts with new stores of honey that night by means of the canvas strap they lowered their ladder over the ledge until it rested on the mica shelf 
next morning bright and early philip got out his small honey box and would have taken the old paralytic rooster along but for the implements it was necessary to carry besides their torches in passing through the cavern their hands would be full with the axe and a pail for water and another in which to bring back the honey it was a clear july day with a soft south wind breathing on the mountain and when the three soldiers arrived on their brambly half-acre they found their ladder leaning safely against the rocks where they had lowered it after they had smothered their torches and laid them by to await their return they tried the ladder which proved to be too short by a couple of rungs to reach the path on the cliff at first they thought they should be obliged to return and make a longer one but lieutenant coleman was somewhat of an engineer on fortifications and under his directions they fell to work building a platform of stones and timber which afforded the latter a secure foundation and raised it safely to the brow of the ledge bromley went ahead with the axe and coleman and philip followed with the pails the soldiers had brought along their overcoats for the fight with the bees and when they put them on after the rough exercise of handling the stones they found them rather oppressive to their brown shoulders whose summer costume usually consisted of one suspender bromley was very red in the face as he pushed along on the rocky path cutting away a root or an overhanging limb which obstructed their passage End of chapter 21